You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode 255. And it's Tuesday, October 23rd, 2013. 2013. Back to the past. Way back. Is 2013 when we started the podcast? Around that time. I think it might have been. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, uh, it must have been. We have gotten into a great habit on the French Press Podcast of keeping promises. Last week, we promised a very interesting guest, and we're here to deliver today. And I guess the best way, I think, to, to introduce our guest is to, is to do it this way. I was at a wedding in over the summer i forget exactly when it was but over the summer i was at a wedding at coppice commons in napanee and someone just like elbowed me or showed me said hey do you see that house in the corner there's something in the yard and and all over i went over and looked and i saw it was it was hard to see from that distance but uh when we drove past later i could see more clearly and there was a bunch of mannequins in the yard dressed up in a whole bunch of different different clothes and different things they weren't all you know, wearing the exact same thing. But here tonight is Toby, and he is the owner of that house, and he's the person that is responsible. It's not, not Toby, it's, it's Jody. Jody. Jody, sorry. <laughs> Jody. Uh, he's the owner of that house and responsible for those mannequins. So first off, Jody, thank you for coming on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. I was really curious about it for a long time, and at that moment thought, man, we should really get in touch with him because I'm just curious who he is or she and uh, just know more about them. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can just introduce yourself a little bit, uh, and then we'll obviously get into the mannequins, but just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us who you oh, are. Uh, Jody Meek, lifelong resident of Napanee, uh, artist. Uh, I'm into the mannequins, love the art of display. I'm also just an all-around artist. I do a lot of other work. I do some photography. I make a lot of jewelry uh, from vintage of materials, found objects. So a lot of people know me through the jewelry more than anything. Of course, the mannequins... Have kind of become the big thing everybody has noticed, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's okay. That is their job. They were designed for that purpose to mm-hmm. uh, to, to catch the eye, yeah, mm. get attention, sell product, and and in the end, they really are uh, mass-produced works of art. So, and we definitely want to give you an opportunity to promote your business. You said you make jewelry and sell it. Do you do that? online or how can people buy your jewelry uh, right now contacting me personally is the only way uh the one shop i had them for sale in has closed their storefront i do have mm-hmm. another me- a meeting tomorrow with a woman who <clears throat> hopefully i will be putting her jewelry jewelry in her store here soon um i did have a facebook page but i've changed up what i'm doing as far as my jewelry i made a lot of changes and it was more work to retool the page than to do a new page mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm not sure what the new page will look like yet so there isn't a page to go to yet yeah, okay. So so do you make, like, custom jewelry for people as well? Like, if they ask for something, you would make it specifically for them? I, I do. Yeah, I do do some commissions. I've done a number of commissions for people when they wanted something special done. So I had uh, one lady, actually, um, she snuck the vintage keys from her husband's car mm-hmm. that he had, his first car that was totaled, and he would kept them as a souvenir and had me turn them into a necklace for him. Okay. Okay. Wow. He was quite surprised when she uh, gave that gift to him. 
Hmm. He wow. was thrilled. Couldn't believe she'd done it and just was really thrilled with it. So Yeah, that's cool. So, so hopefully I, he liked it. He wasn't. He loved okay, it. Good. He loved it now. Instead of just laying in a drunk drawer, he could actually wear them and show something that really meant a lot to him. Because, mm-hmm. you know, first car, very sentimental thing for so many mm-hmm. people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, definitely once you do uh, either get set up at another shop or if you do start your Facebook page, uh, let us know. And we'll share the link or promote or mention it on the podcast so if people are interested in buying some. Uh, they they know where to go. Okay, cool. That'd be great. Yeah. So, uh, what's the? In- I know you said it's art, but is there inspiration behind the mannequins, or or, or why the mannequins? Well, the first one I got, um, I call her Shadow. I got her. She was given to me by a friend, and I got her simply for the reason to use as a marketing tool to sell the jewelry. And okay. on the page, she was my model. She was my spokesmodel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so how long ago was this that you really started this? That was about three, three and a half years ago, I think, maybe, okay. that I got her. Well, actually, it might be almost four now. Okay. And she was in rough shape, and I wanted to try, I was trying to fix her up, do a little restore, repair, find missing some missing parts, because she did have, didn't have a stand when I got her. She had a homemade arm, a paper mache arm that had a beer bottle inside of it once I got it off. And <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, oh, my. <laughs> so I... Uh, Went online and started looking for information, trying to find sources for what I needed. Mm-hmm. And by, I just saw a listing on eBay, a lady that has a shop, has a business that liquidates mannequins and everything. I said, hey, she sells some older parts. She might have what I need or not. She has a source. So I sent a message to her from one of her listings. Say, could you contact me? I'm interested in finding some parts. Well, she did. She couldn't help me because my mannequin turns out is way too old. Mm-hmm. It's an old plaster girl. But she gave me a great piece of advice, and that was to go on Facebook and join a group. And she suggested a couple. And when I checked out, I did join uh, Vintage Mannequins on Facebook. And that just brought a lot of knowledge my way. And the next thing I knew, suddenly I know more opportunities to pick up more mannequins are coming my way. And I was like, okay, cool. And the biggest one, though, was when I was... uh, my neighbor at random says, hey, you want to go over to the bag factory? I'm headed over there. Um, I said, yeah, I've been wanting to see about getting my jewelry in there. So I went, not looking, thinking of looking for a mannequin, but uh, walk around a corner, and here is a black girl leaning up, not together quite right, all disheveled in a corner. I had to ask questions, and I did. And uh, I couldn't leave her the way they left her. They had her hand on wrong. I had to fix it. And when I saw the fitting, I knew exactly what what brand she was because of the group. I now knew Mm -hmm. I was looking at a Rootstein from the 70s, complete, a black girl, Mm, desirable, and you don't see them very often, and they don't even know what to do with her. The man that owned her has the music shop there. Friend gave her to him for a display. She wasn't going to work, so he brought her in there. Get this the day before I came in. Oh, wow. She literally hadn't been sitting there 24 hours before I saw her. Wow. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, the, I, I wanted her. Yeah, I asked. And he said, yeah, she's not going to work if you want her $100. So I took a couple cell phone photos, went home. I didn't have money on me. I was going to come back. And I went back the next day to get her. Well, overnight in the group, people looked at those bad cell phone photos and said, it looks like you got a tiny exclusive. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a very rare one. Woodward and Lothrop department stores had these made. And they took a lady from their 
purchasing department, one of their buyers, flew her to New York, she modeled for the head, and oh, then wow. Rootstein would apply that head to whatever body they wanted, okay. it, that they already produced. Well, nobody's ever seen this pose before, had never seen this one. It wasn't well known to the collector community. A couple of the experts on the history of the Tiny Exclusive had never seen until they saw pictures of mine. So when I got home, took good pictures of her and put up, yeah, we confirmed she was, and the codes on her match exactly to the codes a gentleman by the name of David Williams over in uh, Great Britain has. Wow. She's okay. the same mannequin. So we know that, yeah, this is how they came from the factory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew this pose for the Tiny Exclusive existed. And through our research, we have now found his and mine, there are two of them in the world. Oh, wow. Wow. So we so can't confirm any others existing. They must have made more, but so far nobody's come forth with any, and we can't find any other listings anywhere of one wow. existing. that's pretty so crazy. pretty the, va valuable. It's hard to put a value on them because none have ever sold. Hmm. Okay. There are other, but going what other tiny exclusives sell for, which most of those we know of at least half a dozen or a dozen of any other pose. I could probably ask 1800 for her right now, and she's got some damage, some cracks that need repair. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Repaired, wow. she could probably go for $3,500. Wow. wow. That's that's pretty good. Wow. The fates dumped her. I mean, the fates, I think, dumped her in my lap. And mm -hmm. it's just, and shortly after that, I mentioned in a couple conversations, hey, I'd like to, you know, I'm thinking of doing, you know, rentals and doing displays for people. Well, two customers dropped in my lap just from those mentions. I hadn't even decided whether I was going to do it or not. So I was like, well, I guess I'm renting mannequins now. <laughs> and I just sat down the one day, you know, shortly, you know, a few days later after this kind of all came together and I was like thinking, I said, I just looked up and said, thank you. I get the message because I had prayed, well, how can I take my creativity to a level where I could make some money and make a living being creative? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All these little things just kind of fell right in line over about a four or five month period. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, that wasn't chance. <laughs> no. That was, my prayer was answered. I asked for some signs to, you know, something, give me a, a little guidance where to go. And here you go. There's where you go. <laughs> I was just led right along that path. Uh -huh. um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to run with it. And I'm glad I did. I'm having a blast with it. I now have 19 mannequins. That's what I was going to ask you. How many mannequins do you have? Uh, I have 19 currently. I'm uh, putting, I'm starting to pay on a, another one. So that'll be number 20. Okay. Um, and you and set I'm, these up uh, for your customers, like as displays? I rent or? them and will set displays for people. I do events. Eventually, I'm working right now on getting started on doing, I'm going to start doing cosplay mannequins. Mm, okay. Cool. Wow. Cool. Yes. I've had just the very mention of that. Many people, it's like, you let me know when you're ready to go with that. That's a pretty cool <laughs> idea. I'm guessing so, some people don't know what, on the, from our listeners, don't know what cosplay is. I'm a little familiar with it, but maybe maybe Jeff should explain what cosplay. Well, you can go ahead. You, you <laughs> probably know what I'm going to try to put Jeff on the spot. <laughs> no, uh, to put it simply, it's costume play. It's dressing as your favorite character and being in that character mm -hmm. for you know. And usually this is done for events, but mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's just something to do for fun and to really get more into that character, enjoy whatever that favorite character <clears> you have from movie, video game, or TV show, or whatever you want. The comic mm -hmm. book characters are big mm -hmm. ones, of course, but yeah. Yeah, it's any character that you want to dress as and, and, and be that character for a little bit and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of get a chance to experience what that might be like. And it's it's a, it's a real art form, too, to create these costumes. There are some very impressive costumes very out there elaborate. that I've seen. Yes, yeah. I've been to a few cons, and it's the talent out there. It is incredible. And so I thought, you know, why not do that with mannequins? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Especially sure. for places like a movie theater. 
They mm-hmm. like to have cosplayers come in sometimes to do photo ops when they're at a particular movie out. Yeah, sure. Like a new movie or something. Right. Yeah. But a yeah. person can only be there so long. Right. right. Mannequin can be there 24-7. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And people I know from doing the displays in, in the front yard that you saw, they come by and want to take pictures of them and with them all the time. Okay. Okay. So I'm like, and I'm like, if they're taking pictures with the cardboard cutouts in the lobbies of the movie oh, theaters. Yeah. A fully dressed cosplay mannequin. I mean, come on, you know, there's yeah. got to be something we can do there, and this would be a great draw for movie theaters. Yeah, you know, sure. comic book store when they're having a big sale, we'll get a character or two in there for them, or mm-hmm. you know, you got a birthday party and your little one loves Spider Man. Well, we'll bring Spider Man, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody can get their pictures with him. You mm-hmm. know, so yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So I yeah. think that's a fun aspect as well to take it in a different direction to do something maybe more non traditional. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sure. you said that uh, people stop all the time or. They stop sometimes and take pictures. Does it bother you if people like stop and and touch the mannequins? Does that? As long as I'm there, you ask my permission and you're respectful. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. Uh-huh. That's no big deal. I mean, you know, gotcha. if you want to come up, put your arm around a mannequin and 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 that and, and take a picture, you're not hurting the mannequin. Right. But yeah, I. You still want to be careful. It's like, yeah, you want to treat them with respect. These are vintage, really mass-produced works of art, so mm-hmm. treat them with the proper respect. And yeah, I don't mind, you know. Mm-hmm. And you, and I, I love you know. People want to stop and take pictures. I encourage that. Mm-hmm. You know, please come by when the mannequins are out. Stop, take pictures. You know, you want to come up and pose with them. That's fine. If we need to move one so you can do a you know really pose with one better, we'll do it. No problem because mm-hmm. you know it's fun. And uh, I love to see the joy that it brings to people. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ones was during the art festival. I had him out. Okay. And this little guy, this little old guy. Cute little old guy, you know, had his little grandson with him, I'm assuming, because he comes, he, he saw him, he did this U-turn, parked, he gets out of there, just scurrying, scurrying right across the road to him, uh, his little grandson in tow, and he comes up there do, motioning to take a picture, and then he, he, he lips, I'm deaf. I'm like, yeah, no problem, mm. go ahead. You should have seen the grin on this guy's face. He's grinning ear to ear. He puts his arm around one of the girls. He's got his grandson taking pictures. He bent down like he's kissing her and posing with her. Came up onto the porch then, because I had a couple sitting on a bench in the yard. Then he came up on the porch, posed with a couple of the other girls, and you know, he just walked away, and his grandson just said, thank you. <laughs> you, know, cause it just, you could just see him just beaming. I mean, yeah. the mm-hmm. joy it brought that man. I said, you know what? All the work that I do to do this right there, there's the reward. Mm-hmm. There's the payback. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes it all worth it to see people enjoy it that much. And are the mannequins out right now? Or No, they're not out right now. Um, I can only have them outside, weather permitting. And we've okay. had just too much wind oh. and or rain that yeah. I haven't been able to have sure. them out much. So if it looks like rain, you, you need to bring them in. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I can't I have them out in the rain. That. Yeah, they're they're not meant to be outdoors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would love to find a place indoors when the weather's not weather's crappy that I could have them out for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not really found a place and can't afford to rent something myself mm-hmm. just for that purpose. Mm-hmm. I would if I could, but I just I'm sorry. <laughs> I work a night job stocking groceries. I'm sorry, I don't have that kind of money mm-hmm. because yeah. people just they respond to the installation of the displays as art, and most people really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. So one thing I was, I've always wondered about these mannequins, like, are, how posable are they? Are they pretty much the pose that they're in is the pose that they're in, or can you like change things about them? Can you move their arms? For the most somewhat, part, or? no, they're not posable. Mm-hmm. Um, some 
product lines depending who manufacturer or their vintage you can exchange around parts to change the pose a okay. little bit sure uh, my girl shadow um, unfortunately her one arm that was missing uh, had a fake one you know, homemade one was yeah it's gone and the other one was so deteriorated that had it not been wrapped in a lace sleeve and hot glued all to it it wouldn't have even been there mm -hmm. uh, i couldn't save it i can't find arms from that period she's a 1940s and finding any 1940s mannequin or part is almost impossible yeah yeah so a, a junior miss from the 40s is a real rare find in any condition mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i found some new fiberglass arms for her okay that i could adapt and both of them had kind of just down at the side pose well it took me a little hunting but eventually it turned up on ebay from the same manufacturer arms that are kind of bent at the elbow so she can have her hand up or her hand down and i mm -hmm. was able to get a right and left in both okay so cool. I can change her pose a bit. There are some mannequins that were made with jointed or poseable, uh, you know, at some joints. Uh, but uh, you don't see too many of them. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them are even today made that are poseable. They do make some poseable mannequins, mm -hmm. but they've never really been popular with retailers. Um, yeah. They usually don't have quite as realistic a look to them. Okay, and sure. The, you know, like the Barbie doll joint thing, you end up seeing those. And, yeah. You yeah. know, seeing that little line where the parts go together is one thing, but when you see a whole flexible joint thing, usually mm -hmm. doesn't look too mm -hmm. good. So I think mm -hmm. that may be why they never have caught on big, so you don't see a lot of them. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. yeah. Why don't we um, – we always have coffee on the French mm -hmm. Press Podcast. Why don't we sample the coffee, discuss mm -hmm. that a little bit. Jeff uh, brought it again today. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. usually – do you drink coffee, Joey? Yes. Okay. I think did Jeff put yeah, a cup there. Yeah, there's, there's a cup there. That's oh, cup. okay. And we always have so, French press on the French press podcast. Best way to make coffee. <laughs> yeah, we this usually try. Smooth. So, so every week we just have a different kind of coffee, um, and mm. just give our thoughts Ooh. on it, basically. In the last couple times, uh, Main Street has started uh, halfway sponsoring the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Main Street Roasters. Mm -hmm. um, do you frequent the coffee shop in Napa? Um, uh, I usually either end up going, going to Starbucks or I just walk across the street to Rocket Science. Oh they yeah, do, they they oh. got they do some they, decent they, coffee. Yeah, they have good coffee and there. Often when I go out to get a coffee, I'm going to get a latte. Okay. This you know when you're brewing like this, I usually just do this at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's easy to I can sure. do it myself, and it's a yeah. lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. That is. I for do sure. have to live on a budget. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I may have a lot of expensive mannequins, but. Trust me, it's like I got to live on a budget otherwise, because that's guess where all the money goes. <laughs> right, right. Uh huh. <laughs> this coffee, I do. I know it is from Main Street because you had mentioned mm -hmm. it, but this is this is really good coffee. It's this is smooth. smooth. I think it's flavored though. Mm. I don't know. Is it flavored? I. I you guys gonna take a whack at the flavor? I think there's a I think little. I think it's there's hazelnut. something. I'm not quite sure what, but there's something. I think it's hazelnut, and and I. I love it. This is one hazelnut? of my favorite coffees. It mm. might be hazelnut. I have, what do you think, Layden? I have no idea. Hmm. Well, last week, both of you were right. And this week, Ruben's right. Yeah. Again. Mm. So this is hazelnut cream. Wow. Um, this was the coffee flavor of the cream day from Main Street guess. Roasters. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> and usually, I put sugar in my coffee, but this is good without it. This yeah. is yeah. really good. Yeah. We <laughs> just don't we need the sugar. We consistently have pretty good coffee here. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, it if it's a good kind, but... Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, coffee today was again sponsored by Main Street Roasters. 
Um, stop by there and pick up some of this hazelnut cream. It's pretty good stuff. Or you can buy it online as well. Yes, you can do that. At too. checkout, you can mention that you heard about this on the French Press podcast. Send some love our way. Mm-hmm. I think I am going to have to go get some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So. We do have some feedback we want to get to, and then we'll, we'll come back to mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's okay. To more with Jody. Um, this is feedback from Patrick Schrock. On Instagram, he messaged us. He said, Hey guys, I just wanted to say how much I liked the last episode with Kendall on leadership. The balance of thoughtful stuff and humor from you guys was great, in my opinion. You guys are like a Mennonite version of the relevant podcast. Also, uh, also, would be curious to hear from you guys on, on, on why you do the podcast. It's been a long time, mm. and you guys have stuck at it pretty well. What keeps you going? And I don't know what the relevant podcast is. Do you? I, I don't know. I think that, like, it's probably from... Relevant, relevant magazine, and like, I I th- I think I I have no I I have nothing to back that up. I could be totally wrong, but I think relevant is like a Christian organization. I think, I think it was an autocorrect, and it's for the re- uh the, remember that book by two brothers about mm. the the revolt or the revolution. Mm. Uh, now I'm nope. sounding old. Anyway, but his questions in here. Um, you guys have been doing it for a long time and have stuck to it. What keeps you guys going? Well, it, the, the podcast started as an Arrow podcast, right? Yeah. It is. I, I don't even like day. to talk about that. Like, like you know the TV show Arrow? Like, mm-hmm. that. that's what this podcast started as. We're reviewing episode yes, by episode. Love, love the show. So it was probably through season one. And then no, it, got, it was through season two. Was it? We okay. went through <laughs> season two as well. And then it yeah. kind of petered oh, out. <laughs> but yeah. Well, after that, the show's like, mm. yeah. I didn't enjoy it after the first two seasons, or not, not as much. Like, I really enjoyed the first season, and then I just didn't enjoy yeah, it as much after that. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it did. It kind of, it's kind of gone downhill. It's not. It's still okay, but it's, just, it's not what it yeah, was. Yeah, I sure. It's too bad. It was um, really awesome. The backstory was great, and that, yeah, I think that's what really carried it through the first two seasons. Yeah. So. Going back to the island and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what keeps you going? Honestly, I think what there's two things. One thing I enjoy getting together with Leighton and Jeff and just talking about fun stuff. It's the things we talk about on here are fun. We get to talk with interesting people, doing interesting things, and I I enjoy that part of it. I also enjoy knowing that this makes or brings joy to someone else, right? Their joy or entertainment, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and that makes me feel real good. And so those two reasons are are why I've stuck with it and kept on doing it. Do you guys have any Jeff or Layton any Yeah, I I mean, I think that it is rare to find for me anyway, I it's been rare for me to find a a podcast that has humor that's actually like like funny humor that I would laugh at. Mm-hmm. But also be clean. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. so rare for me to find and I feel like we're like kind of filling, like a little Just bit filling of a, that gap there. That gap there, uh, and you know, I'm not saying that this podcast is the funniest thing you've ever heard, but it's definitely better than some podcasts, and it's clean, it's family friendly. Yeah, you know, for sure. And I think that's an important thing to provide to people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I just enjoy hanging out with you guys and just talking and and uh, meeting new and interesting people like Jody here. Mm. Um, and also, also hearing finding just... Finding weird jingles. Yep, just... It, it allows me to um, explore my weird side yeah. sometimes, so... 
Uh, and then the one halfway piece of feedback is Leighton and I's nephew. Um, we posted a video of him going nuts when his mom played the intro to the French Press podcast. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. Um, which is it's, it's music. We have intro music that we play, and then it's always the same. And he just started, like, dancing around, jumping up and down, waving his hands, and just so excited. <laughs> yeah, it was and pretty cool. It was really cool. Check and out. he recognized our voices. He did, mm-hmm. yes. He That's did. crazy. Mm-hmm. He's only, like, two? Yeah. Just had his birthday. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, and that is on on Facebook. We post it on Instagram, but it's also on Facebook. You can go watch that. All right. That's all the feedback for today. Or did you guys have any other feedback that mm, someone no. told you? No. No. All right. Jody, uh, you mentioned that like you like you love seeing people like come in and enjoy the mannequins. Yes, like, absolutely. Like, have you had any like negative um feedback or your neighbors like hey we really don't this is distracting like have you heard had any negative interaction uh, some of the people when they there are a few people who will will drive by and um they see these ladies out there and uh they might like to make some very rude comments mm-hmm. that i don't okay. really care to repeat I mean, while you're out there they'll, yeah. they'll say something yeah okay. okay yeah they will they'll see that i want well, that i'm out there with them and they'll, they'll make some really just stupid and rude comments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have to really explain what kind of things they're saying. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. Y- your imagination goes there. That's yeah. probably, yeah, I've heard pretty much all of that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, some of them say it because they think they're being funny, and I'm like, what, you don't think I've heard that before? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. anybody who has the mannequins this is, this and not... people know they have them, they've heard that. Yeah, yeah you know? right, right. And you're full of crap. <laughs> you're just full of it. Okay. It's like, you know. So, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, and I was told that uh, there was a neighbor that lives back off behind me that uh, apparently posted some very unfriendly stuff on Facebook. Okay, um, I didn't see it, but uh, some people who know me did and uh, and told me about it, and they got really apparently really mad and offended, and apparently uh, blocked these people and all kinds of. And I'm like, oops, sorry, <laughs> and. and yeah, uh, they did uh, did all of that, and they said, "Oh well, I, you know, I stood up for you." And I'm like, "You know, yeah, well, thank you, I appreciate that." But uh, personally, you know, if that's their opinion, they're welcome to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good art is always going to get a response, and it's not always going to be positive. Mm-hmm. Good art is supposed to get your attention. It's supposed to make you think. It's supposed to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. If it don't get a reaction, it's lousy art. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, so, that's, that, that's a valid point. And everybody responds differently, you know. Mm-hmm. So some people find it weird. Mm-hmm. Some people are creepy. Uh, when he picked me up, like when he walked in, I mean, I asked him, uh, I mean, they don't scare you, do they? Because you walk in my house, it's like you are instantly surrounded by mannequins because uh-huh. I live, I don't have the whole house. I just have the one corner apartment. Okay. So 19 mannequins <laughs> plus my jewelry making work and studio all set up in there. It's a little crowded. Yeah, it is. Sure. It is. It is. Um, and he didn't see the back room where there's more mannequins. <laughs> uh, so. With so I have a question. With you, you have you said you have nineteen, about to have twenty. Yes. Um, do you feel like each one of your mannequins, like obviously they're they're mannequins, but do you feel like they each have their own characteristic, or or they? Yes, uh, they do. Kind of their own personality. They do. Okay. Now, many of them, when they are made new, there are some subtle variations because they are mm-hmm. mass-produced. Mm-hmm. 
but artists paint artists will paint the faces in that so there are okay. variations as a result okay. but they're all pretty much going off the same template so they pretty much all look alike but over time what happens to them how they get reconditioned touch-ups repairs damage things that happen to them each one becomes an individual mm -hmm. so, so yeah, yeah they yeah. do take on individual personalities mm -hmm. they really do mm -hmm. that's what makes them fun though that really is what makes them all the fun is that they are each like another individual. It's it's like uh -huh. that and having a whole house full of people. <laughs> <laughs> so so how much work do you do then personally restoring um, any mannequins you get? Like do you like go ahead and, and just repaint them all and, and stuff uh, like that or you just kind of leave them as they are? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't have the place to really do a lot of the refinishing. I am not that talented of a painter, so I would not attempt faces. Mm -hmm. I do some touch-up on the bodies, that kind of thing. Um there's some physical repairs I can sometimes make, but for the most part, most of the refinishing and repairs, I will send them out to do that. Okay, sure. Uh, I will take them over to Portland, Indiana is the nearest uh, quality restoration shop that we have. Um, I've got some that are restored that I buy from a gentleman that that's what he does. He restores them for people. He restores and sells, so he buys them, refurbishes and sells out of Georgia. So mm -hmm. I've bought several from him. So. So, yeah, I have, though, done my plaster girl. I've done all the work on her. Okay. But I am not going to do her face. She will go over to a super mannequin and get her face done there by people who can do it. Who, yeah. 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 Okay. I got a picture yeah. of a, a, an artist that I like uh, that had some awesome goth makeup, and so we're going to have that uh, that look applied to her. Okay. Hmm. It's time okay. for her to stop looking like a vampire that just fed. Is <laughs> <laughs> one of the, the previous owner that I got her from only had her for a few months. And it was a friend that had given her to her. That friend used her as a Halloween decoration outside for a few years. Uh -huh. And she's plaster. Yeah, she had a lot of damage. <laughs> I've re replaced a lot of plaster and re-sculpted a lot. It's uh -huh. taken a lot of work. But I I didn't want the full restoration a shop would do because she has a lot of old plaster and the cracks. And that's part of the character on her that I like. Mm -hmm. So Sure. So yeah. how, are you, how do you decide uh, what... As far as if you get a new mannequin, what are you looking for? Is it to fill a need like, well, I've got some displays coming up? Or is it more um, kind of like the black mannequin where it just kind of hits you like, oh, this is something yeah. different, unique. I, yeah. I want I want that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was a, such a lucky find. Uh, well, like, like I said, more than luck. It was fate. said, hey, you know, I was a sign telling me go this direction. But um, um, I find them just about anywhere. I will pick up a mannequin that just simply appeals to me a lot of times or... I have bought them for display. I have a plus-size girl that I bought from the guy in Georgia. I needed a plus-size girl. I said, hey, what do you have for plus-size? He sent me some pictures, and uh, when he showed me this girl, she was the perfect look, uh, but she was in the rough. <laughs> I mean, the end of her nose was gone and everything. Oh, wow. I mean, she was really beat up. She looks gorgeous now. Um, I mm -hmm. call her my Irish beauty. We don't know the company exactly that made her. They didn't mark her. She's uh, about a 90s. Asian import, one of the better ones. He did a beautiful refinish on her, and I had her custom painted for a client. Okay. Um, the one consignment shop here in town that mm -hmm. was selling clothing for a while, the mm -hmm. corner consignment shop. Yeah, yeah. They, the previous owner of the business was selling some clothing and needed a mannequin. And so this mannequin, I had her painted and everything done and chose her pose. She's in a rather, being one of these... Asian imports. She's got what most people consider kind of a stiff or rigid pose. It's very, very conservative. But for her shop, very conservative was the right look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I ended up buying three different wigs, all redhead because I decided to do her redhead. 
uh, had her had him do give her green eyes when he refinished her with a very pale complexion and this beautiful light pink lip and so she has this wonderful kind of Irish beauty very conservative pose and look and uh, it was perfect I, I hit the nail so well that when I took her in the lady told me she reminded her of one of her best friends. <laughs> wow. So wow. I hit the mark perfectly. So yeah. sometimes, yes, I get a mannequin for a specific purpose. And then sometimes it's just I see what is a good mannequin. I know sooner or later I'm going to use or some of them I just simply I want that mannequin just because I want it because it's also a private collection. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sure. So that's why I'm trying to buy two right now from a lady in Florida. Hmm. This lady got lucky. Her and her husband bought a vacation home. They go into the backyard, big barn shed with a big loft, packed full of mannequins. Oh, wow. wow. She'd been an eBay seller, so she was smart enough to go online and find the resources, and she found the group, joined the group, and is now selling most of them. Wow. And I am trying to buy buy two of them from her. Another okay. uh, black girl that's in a sitting position, and the other one in the pictures looked a little odd. I was trying to figure out why in that weird pose one of the other members in the group after I posted a comment on liking this girl and wanting to know the price for her, he posted uh, in his comments a picture of the catalog page she appears in. Because so many people in the group have original literature and they share yeah, it. Yeah. And there she is. Her pose looks a little weird because it, the way she's sitting in the picture, it looks like she's kind of leaning back but supposed to be sitting. No. She leans back on her back, propped up on one of her arms, and has her legs up in the air. And doing that cute little thing with the little legs where they kind of, you know, you see the pose where they kick uh-huh. their feet, okay. the models or something, do stuff gotcha. like that. Doing that pose. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to have her. <laughs> so I'm trying to make the deal to purchase that mannequin then as well because I don't know if I'll ever use her in a display, but I want her for myself because she's just so cool. She's got a gorgeous face, um, a wonderful old uh, uh, green nicker mannequin and uh, got glass eyes and everything. So she's a wonderful wow. treasure. That they've been packed in a shed, and so it's like the pic- couple pictures she's put up, they're all just filthy dirty. They've been packed for who knows how many years in that mm-hmm. shed in Florida. So how do you find like, customers or clients to uh, that, that need mannequins? I mean, do you just walk up and notice that, hey, they could probably use one, and yeah. say something to the manager or owner? Well, right now, uh, word of mouth, people hear about me, and they contact me mm-hmm. if they have a need. I currently don't have any mannequins out for rent. Um I'm not promoting it too much yet because I only have 19 mannequins. And some of them need some work done before they go out uh, uh, on yeah, display. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I don't have too many to rent right now, so I can't really promote a whole lot. But I am doing. I will do some freelance work for smaller clients where I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, so right now I'm more a hobbyist that does some freelance. I want to become a business as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm working toward. But I need a lot more mannequins. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so uh, how many do you think you would need to, to start to go at it, like like for a full time career? Uh, to really start promoting and start really doing more uh, accounts more professionally, I want to have at least thirty mannequins. Okay, okay. at okay. least thirty mannequins that I can rent out. So, I own nineteen right now, and only about half of them can go out. So, I got a little ways to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need sure. to start getting some of my girls in for. Uh, they need to go into the spa. They need some serious spa days. <laughs> this is. Uh, yeah, okay. That's a term that is used a lot in the group. When we say we're sending him refinishing, a lot of people refer to it as sending him off to the spa. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so, quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, terms that people don't know. Like, uh, you see the ones in the mall that don't have faces? Mm-hmm. In the industry and even in the catalogs, they're for, referred to as eggheads. Oh, okay. Really? Well, think a- about... Eggheads? Yeah. Think about it. Look at the head without the face. What does it look like? An egg. Yeah. yeah. Egghead. So, so what do you call the ones with like the face chopped off or just like those cut just off the referred neck? to as headless? Headless. Okay. Headless. Yeah. Yeah. 
And would those, you would you ever buy one, or are you not interested in those? Really? Not interested in uh, those for the most part. Okay. There are some that were done vintage that um, they had a really like streamlined or deco style. Some of the old styles they did, and some of these uh, headless ones and that actually were really beautiful displays. Um, and there are some good places you can use a headless mannequin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for a display. Sometimes that's the better way to go. Mm-hmm. And the new ones, though. It just looks like a body with a head chopped off. The yeah. older ones, they kind of got a little more creative with how they did that. Yeah, uh-huh. they would like elongate the neck till it gets to a point or something, and they, they okay. created something a little more okay. artistic with yeah. it. Yeah. It looks more sculptural. Yeah. The new ones just look like they just took a mannequin and chopped its head off. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like you know, come on, you could be more creative than that. I mean, come on, you're sculpting these things because when they make these to produce the mold, they have to produce the initial sculpture. Right. So mm-hmm. sculpt something a little more creative than just a whacked off head. Come on, people. <laughs> you know, it's not that hard. <laughs> I can do it. You can do it. <laughs> we're we're uh-huh. getting, we got about five minutes left over. Um, I'm curious, where would you credit your artistic background or passion from? Where did, did it start off when you were a child or where did it come from? I was born with it, so I would say God gave it to me. And how did it evolve or change? from when you were a child to today? Uh, over the years, I've expanded, experimented with all kinds of creative outlets. I've drawn, I've built, made all kinds of things. Just uh, So I have tried all different types of creative outlets. Um, I've done gardening, landscaping. So a little bit of anything and everything has kind of what I've done. I used to do a lot of woodworking design and make a lot of uh, you know wood crafts and things. So okay. just anything creative tends to draw me in. Mm-hmm. So. And doing things like like with your hands, like love the, to work with my hands. Yeah. Well, that guy's just getting into some woodworking. Yeah, it's That's, a lot of fun. It is, it really is. Uh, and like I've I I decided to approach it from a more traditional woodworker using hand tools. Uh, oh yes. It's not that I'm against using power tools, but number one, it's it's cheaper to go the more traditional route. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. The, some of them hand tools, those good ones. Ooh. Yeah, like the really, really old uh, vintage ones. Yeah, they, they are more expensive. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, you can kind of get by. Plus, I'm there's I, I've used like my skill saw a couple of times, and power tools they're just so loud. They they're are so loud. They are yes. And and they throw dust everywhere. They're, yes, they mess. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm finding out that it's just it's almost more therapeutic to just use hand tools. Mm-hmm. Um, the wood shop that I used to have where I made a lot of stuff, I used both. And it was funny. People would come in and they'd see these little hand crank drills and planes and things on the wall. And they'd be like, oh, neat decorations. What do you mean decorations? (laughs) (laughs) I use every dang one of them. This is my tool set. (laughs) I use those, you know. And uh, sometimes the the old-fashioned hand tool will do a superior job and get the job done faster even. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the power tool does a better job. It it just depends what you're uh, doing. Those bitten braces, we have one of those at home. and, And you can do some serious work yep. with those things yeah i had one of those but i had a whole series i had like about five different sizes of the drills that you have mm-hmm. the gears and the, that you crank right okay, down wow. to a little itty bitty one it's oh, like, wow. oh you can't use that and i said you try drilling a hole in wood that's a quarter inch thick to put a, a pilot hole for a screw for a hinge on a jewelry box and you tell me that that ain't the tool for the job <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. wow Absolutely. Yeah. That'll so. split fast if you don't have the right tool. Yeah. And you can control the torque more with the hand crank mm-hmm. one than you can with any power one. Sure. Yeah. And you got to be real gentle with that or you split it out. Yep. It sl- slips, drills out the side or, yeah, you got to have ultimate Absolute control. control. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that tool will give it to you. Awesome. And you got to be so delicate. Mm-hmm. So. 
I think I've got one final comment or question, and maybe it's more of a comment than a question, but a lot of people, when you'd ask them, hey, do you want to come on podcast to talk about whatever it is, like something that you enjoy doing, a lot of people are kind of uh, not too excited about about sharing their opinion or their thoughts or whatever it might be. Why are you just, I mean, Jeff contacted you, mm-hmm. and he said that, oh, yeah, you were excited to, to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why was that? I, I love to share my passion with people. You know, it is so much fun to share it with people. And if somebody's really interested, I'm happy to answer questions and, and spread the, you know, basically kind of sp- spread that knowledge, spread that passion. And, and uh, you know, if people are curious and want to know, well, why should I keep that to myself? You know, this is a, mannequins are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are fascinated and amazed by all the different stories behind them. You know, there's a, there's a history behind all of these things. The companies that made them, the mannequins, the models for a lot of these, you know, because I have models, uh, that I have one, uh, she's called the Forgotten Beauty because she was a supermodel. She was a beauty queen. She was Miss Kenya in 84. She went on to be, you know, to be the continental queen for Africa, became the supermodel, unusual for a beauty queen. I have her mannequin. Um, but she dropped in 92 when her, her fiance died. She dropped from sight. So there's mm-hmm. a history behind that mannequin. Mm-hmm. Um, that I told you about the Tanya exclusive, the history on that. Um, and that particular mannequin. The only way they could have got that was to go to a showroom for that one, is what we have found out. When they, in 73, Roostine's New York and UK showrooms had all tiny exclusives, and some of these were just made for that display, and she's probably one of them. Wow. Well, she was originally used at Newell's over in Goshen. Okay. okay. And mm-hmm. they apparently bought her back then and have had her all these years, and when they closed, they sold her, and the photographer that had originally bought her that gave her to the guy I bought her from bought her for fifty dollars <laughs> he used her for some photo shoots and displays and she hid for years in the back of his garage so there's got to be some more hiding out there but you know there's a history mm-hmm. to them so so in 73 73 74 newell's in downtown goshen put a black mannequin on display chew on that one <laughs> think of the times and the context it's like that was some forward thinking. Mm-hmm. So there's history behind them, and people are fascinated to hear that kind of history and to know how do they work, how do they go together, how do you dress them, how do you keep their wigs on. I get these questions all the time. Mm-hmm. Would you be open to coming on the podcast again in the future? Sure. Because I'm guessing we'll probably have some questions. Usually yes. our, our listeners uh, don't do a great job of maybe commenting before. I guess we didn't really warn them. But they didn't know what guests we were going to have on. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some <coughs> comments and some questions f- for you. I'm always happy to talk about uh, okay. you know my artwork, my mannequins. Uh, part of my mission uh, really is, though, to preserve the mannequins and the art of styling and displaying them, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is dying out. Yeah. I'm not yeah, seeing sure. it much anymore. And clearly from the reaction I get from the public, the public still wants this. Mm-hmm. They miss it being in the stores. Even young people, uh, when they see it, that are too young to remember when all the stores had them, Mm -hmm. are like, you know, why don't we get this? (laughs) You know, where are these? Why are these not in the stores? Well, the stores are just trying. Basically, I'll tell you this. I'll be honest. I believe they're just cheap. They don't want to spend the money on Mm -hmm. the mannequins and on the staff to maintain them. Mm -hmm. So it's where I'm kind of hoping maybe my idea of how to do things brings them back in that they don't have to do that they can pay a modest fee to somebody like me and let us take care of all that work because as you saw they take up a lot of space (laughs) (laughs) they take a lot to keep and maintain yeah Yeah. sure but i enjoy it for me that's just when i get paid to do something with the mannequins i'm getting paid to play 
Because it's just playtime for me. I love doing it. I could do it all day long and never get tired. (laughs) Very good. All right, we always wrap up the podcast with uh, two things. We always ask Leighton, Leighton, what's the point? Because usually we're rambling on and we can't even really, getting to the point narrows it down to like just a few key points. And then we also have our word of the week. Uh, Hopefully it's something a word just from the podcast. I'm that pretty resonated. sure you already know what the word <laughs> is. Uh, well, actually, I do have one question before you get started. Uh-huh. Would you, uh, when we were talking about like who's going to be on the podcast, we referred to you as as the mannequin man. Is that offensive to you, or is that no? You, I would pr- be. You're, you're, you're proud of that, or it's like, yeah, that's who I am. People don't know my name. I, how else they going to refer to me? That's the guy with the mannequins, or mannequin man, or. My house is also, I understand by many people, known simply as the Mannequin House. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are people giving directions by the Mannequin House. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just, wow. you should, uh, That's great. You I have become that. a local attraction, <laughs> and I knew that during the Art Fest the day when I had two people on the porch, two ladies with their little, the little, little girl taking pictures, a van pulls up, side doors open, and outpour half a dozen Asian people with cameras. Oh, my. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I am officially an attraction. <laughs> you should register uh-huh. on a Google Maps so people can just search for it and get directions right. right yeah, there. yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, Layton, what Very is the cool. point? Uh, the only point that I can really get from this episode is mannequins have stories. That's good. That's, that's a big point. Uh, that, that's the biggest point that came out of this for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a story behind every one, and some of them we know the story, and some of them we don't. But every mannequin has stories to tell. And Unfortunately, then... they're not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Trust good, me. That's a good thing. I'm Trust glad they're not me. talking. That only happens in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Layton, what are you going to surprise us with the word of the week? <laughs> no, the word of the week is mannequin. 